my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we're going to talk about critical agency acquisition mistakes. So in the last episode, we talked about if agencies are ripe for roll-ups. Check that one out. But that actually sparked the idea for this one, critical agency acquisition mistakes. I've acquired some, and then Niels has, has acquired some companies in the past. And you know we might or might not be in the market in the near future. So if you've got a cool agency, you know, let us know. But um, you know, we wanted to share some mistakes that we made, and hopefully you can sidestep these mistakes because this, this is a lot of wisdom and a lot of money spent and a lot of time, too. Yeah. Yes. You know, the, 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 the first big mistake is when you buy an agency and Eric went through this, whoever you're buying it from the founders and management team, they need to stick on board for a while. If they're not there for a year or two years, it's really hard for the knowledge transfer, the client relationships, and you're in, you know, expect a world of hurt if you're not retaining the top talent whenever you acquire because the agency is a people business the people is really what matters the people is what's driving the revenue the people it's what's reducing the churn and if you just do a change of all the people or the main people you're going to have a lot of issues yeah i'll get a little more specific here so you know in one case for the agencies that we got the founder was involved with every single account he was super serving every single account which is good when you're a smaller agency that's how you build a lot of goodwill with the clients the clients are like oh my god i love working with you because you're giving everything you got and the thing was in this situation they were not doing any one-on-ones with their staff people were getting burnt out and at the very end of it people were just tired right um and so they were just sprinting the whole time now that's not how we worked right now what happened was um, you know, in, in that situation, so the founder 
basically left immediately, right? And so basically what matters is, and this this is not anybody's fault, I would say, it's just if anybody's to blame, I'm to blame, right? So the way you want to structure the deal typically is you want them to stay on for an earnout period. It could be from anywhere to, to two to four years, right? That way incentives are more aligned because if the leader leaves, then the clients are like, what the heck? Because the leader's on every single account, right? And then the, then there's also the, the lieutenants of the leader too. They all look up to the leader. And what happened immediately after was like one of the key lieutenants left, right? Um, and so it starts to become really shaky immediately because you're integrating, your business is chaotic, right? So you're in, you're integrating two chaotic organizations or organisms together. It's it, it might not take, it's like when you put a new organ into your, your, your body, it might not take because so it might get rejected. So that's a key thing. The other thing is you need to do diligence and amazing diligence at the beginning before you buy a deal. Um, Eric went through this mistake. He used a broker and the broker didn't give him the correct diligence materials. Like what is the churn? Uh, what is the LTV? Uh, you have to look at churn by client count and revenue and then segment it per industry. How many units or service items are they selling per client? Uh, what are the staff on board? How long have the staff been there? What does the staff churn look like? Like these are all very important questions. What is their key differentiator in the marketplace? Uh, how long have they been in business? How do they get their leads? Is it word of mouth? Is it the founder? Because the founder, once you give them the money, they're not going to stick around forever. But on the flip side, if they're getting it because they're brand name, they've been in the industry forever and they're getting tons of RFPs, your risk goes down drastically. All these things are super important. Yeah, so I'll share a couple things because um, these are mostly my stories. Um, but I would say this: the we we got all that information, so it's 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 key to get that information. So the the monthly recurring revenue, the churn, the key staff, as well the key accounts too, and then you don't want to have um, key account risk too, where they're over 15 percent of revenue. What I will say is the and again, I'm not going to blame the broker, right? It's it's ultimately it's my mistake. At the end of the day, it's it's my responsibility. It's we pushed the deal through too quickly because the broker was like, Hey, let's get it done. Let's get it done. And it was happening on both sides. Let's get it done. Let's get It's like, no, like reality is these deals take probably a couple months of due diligence four, six plus months or so. Right. But you're constantly communicating, you're meeting with people and it's because it's, by the way, I'll say, I'll say this other thing over here. When you are buying a company, the seller always has the advantage from an information standpoint. So you got to take your time doing the due diligence because you got to figure out how to decrease. They're always going to have an advantage, but you could decrease that advantage as you talk to them. Then you also need to look at um, multiple agencies. When you look at multiple agencies, you'll learn a lot more about these agencies and it'll help you figure out which ones are actually good versus which ones are bad. The first one you talk to isn't necessarily the best one to acquire. You got to kiss a lot of frogs to find the right one. And when you're kissing these frogs, make sure that they're providing things like audited financials. If they don't, you should have someone review the financials to make sure they're actually accurate and there's no fraud in there. Have good lawyers in the process. This will all help you avoid mistakes as well because they'll tell you what to look out for. But these are just some common things. And I really believe it all starts with diligence when it comes to avoiding the mistakes. From And I mentioned some of these things like churn and revenue and make sure that the businesses are growing and the employees are there and make sure that they're selling multiple units uh, for of services per customer. Ideally, they should be keeping their customers for more than four years. Keep that in mind. Again, ideally, they should be keeping their customers for more than four years, right? You don't want someone who's only keeping customers for a year or two. It's like it's just a revolving door at that point. But these are just some of the things to look out for, and it takes time to find the good ones. 
I'm going to add a couple more things before we get out of here. And so what I would say is there's you people use this word culture and it's like this rah rah thing, but it, it matters a lot. You got to, you got to interview for cultural fit. And so whatever your core values are. So for example, our core values are to be improved and obsessed, to be open-minded and to be reliable. Right. And so what, what, with one of the agencies we got, we found out after we did the acquisition that people were going to yoga classes during client calls. Right. And it's like, it's like, we, we, we didn't know that cause we didn't do enough due diligence quickly enough. But I, I would also say this, you got to talk to the people when they come into the company too, you got to make them feel at ease and you got to help. You got to constantly communicate. And you as the, the leader of the company, um, you can't just abdicate your responsibilities. You, you can certainly delegate some of them, but you have to be on top of it. You have to be very close to it. I would say, just say on my end, I wouldn't, I wasn't as close as I would have liked to be um, with the, with these acquisitions. And so now there's a scar tissue on, on my side where it's like, okay, it's, it's very clear what we need to do next. So, you know, high level again, if we do recap is say, do your due diligence, right? Keep the founders on and for probably two to four years or so, just make sure incentives are aligned. Make sure there's a cultural fit as well. Like Neil said, kiss a lot of frogs, right? And, and take your time with this stuff. There's no need to try to force through a deal in the next month or so because the deal of the century comes every single year. Yep. All right. Cool. That's it for this episode. Make sure you rate review this podcast. We really appreciate it. Give us those five stars. We'll see you tomorrow. And check out this video over here. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.